Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. Let's introduce our guest for today, first of all, before we look at the topic, because that's going to lead nicely into our topic for today. Uh, joining us on the line is the CEO and co-founder of Boomset, Kerim Baran. Kerim, thanks very much for joining the podcast today. You are welcome. Thank you for inviting me. No problem at all. What we're going to be looking at today is... RFID in the context of the, the Boomset system and how it, it works within that, and also RFID in the wider event setting, something that a lot of people will already be familiar with. Perhaps we should start, Karen, by letting people know clearly, first of all, exactly what the Boomset system is, first of all, before we then look at how RFID incorporates within it. Okay, that sounds good. So what Boomset does is we have an on-site technology platform for event planners. And when we say that, people sometimes get confused because event planning or on-site technology is a very broad context. Mm -hmm. So what, what exactly we do is, after the ticketing is done, uh, most likely the um, attendees' experience is completed with the registration system. For example, you go to Eventbrite, you buy your ticket, and most likely that's done. So this is where we come into place. So after you purchase your ticket from Eventbrite, we start incorporating with the attendee. So this can be for many different reasons. For example, if there are workshops in the session, we send them a link to be able to make sure that the attendee can select their workshops. Mm -hmm. Or if the attendee wants to use cashless payments in the event, we send them a link to record their credit cards so and then we tell the attendee not to bring their credit cards to the event because we have securely have recorded their credit card information so and we will be able to use that during the event so and once once they come into the event we have a kiosk system for the attendee to check in themselves in and then depending on what the event organizer has requested we can either print them a name badge or uh, we can give them, we can pair them an RFID wristband, which I'm going to be talking about today. And then all the experience starts from there. So then we have the systems to check people in through sessions, use cash payments, or we have systems for exhibitors to be able to collect attendee information when the attendees go to their boots. So in a, in a nutshell, this is what Boomset is. Excellent. Okay, so in the context, so then looking at today's subject and looking at RFID, this is something that a lot of event organisers and a lot of people who are tuning into this podcast will be familiar with. They understand and are familiar with what RFID is, what it can do, and how it can be deployed at events. So how are you incorporating it within the Boomset system? Yeah, so and when we talk about RFIDs or NFCs, it is really not that different from the QR codes that we use today. So imagine you go to an event with a QR code and you show the QR code to the scanner upon, upon the entrance and by using the QR code the system looks up your name and pairs you with the QR code and says hey this this person is Kerem or this, this person is Adam. Mm -hmm. So uh, NFC or RFID technology is not that different from that. Instead of a visible QR code, you have a NFC chip in your wristband or badge or a plastic card or it can be anything. And then instead of scanning the QR code, you just tap. And when you do the tapping action, depending on the algorithm that the technology or the, the, the platform is using, the 
the platform looks up the name and then finds the name. So what is done after finding name? Finding the name, it is how we apply the RFID. So till today, RFID technology was mostly used like. Um, for example, you have an RFID encoder in your office and let's imagine you have a thousand people who's going to come into your event. It has been used like an invitation system. So for example, I have RFID badges next to me or RFID wristbands. I find, I look up an attendee, I pair the RFID and I send it to the attendee. So most of the time, this RFID pairing and sending to the attendee is done pre-event. Yeah. So with Boomset, we are changing that. A couple years ago, when we started the first, one of the first platform that we were building, we, we were changing the pre-printing uh, system that event planners use. So in that system, event planners were pre-printing the badges in their office and then they were sending it to the attendees. Yeah. So this is this, is, this was a kind of operational nightmare for event planners because you need to spend a lot of time to print the badges in your office and send it to your attendees and then it, 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 you spend a lot of time to print them and then you spend some, um, it, it has some costs associated with it to send it to them and also if you have some last minute attendees since the it's not going to, you, you won't be able to send them via mail. You need to have another system in the event place or you would handwrite the badges. So when you wanted to convert that, we came up with a new technology to be able to print badges on site. You scan the, the attendee's ticket and then you print the badge on site. So you don't need to do all of this um, hard work in your office. Yeah. So when we were looking into the NFC technology, we wanted to change this NFC pairing uh, to the on-site too. So instead of pairing the NFC badges in your office and sending it to your attendees, when an attendee comes to the event, you just give them an empty, not paired uh, NFC wristband. Okay. So you hand out the wristband to them and you tell them, hey, now like you, how you normally check into our system, please approach to one of the kiosks put in your information or scan your ticket and the system will ask you to pair the empty wristband with your registration. So the attendee receives the wristband, they go to the kiosk and starts the registration process, puts in their name or scans the ticket and right before the registration process is done, this, the, um, the kiosk asks them to tap their wristband to the device. So you tap your wristband to the device and now your NFC wristband is activated with your registration. So instead of doing this pre-event and getting back to this operational nightmare, we are coming with a new type of uh, process. So we will help people activate these NFC wristbands um, in the event at the door. Is the process um, likely to increase the, the time that it takes for attendees to register and arrive at an event and to get them through the door and actually into event it itself? How much extra time will it actually take to, to go through not just the registration process, but then the pairing of the wristband? Uh, so believe me or not, it actually decreases the time. Because in, an, in another system, if you want to print a plastic card or if you want to print a badge, a paper badge would print in three seconds or a plastic card would print in 30 seconds. In this example, you 
are not printing anything. Instead of that printing time, you're just tapping your wrist to the screen or to the NFC device, which takes less than a second. So you are actually decreasing the check-in time and giving more performance to the event. Does it eliminate the badge completely? Because a lot of people, when they go to an event, or if they're at an exhibition, for example, they will quickly glance down as somebody approaches them there's the old trick of quickly glancing down at the person's badge to see their name and where they're from, and you can maybe see who they are while, whilst you're speaking to them. Um, obviously, people now won't have a badge as such with their name and their company on there, so is this going to affect how people are talking to each other once they get into the event? <laughs> so, honestly, this is a resistance that we have received from our customers already, so... Let me, let me get back to your question. We have both ways. So, uh -huh. for example, if you are not sure about the complete going, like complete stealth mode and completely using a, a reusable badge technology, a reusable band technology, we have another option that you can print a badge and then you just tap the badge to the screen. So, again, you're not really adding another step. The performance is the same and you still have the printed badge with the NFC chip. Mm -hmm. But honestly, when we, go, when we hear this from our customers, we just ask them that simple question. How many times did you glance in somebody else's badge in an event? And most of the times they're like, not that many times because, <laughs> you know, we have great sponsors in events, okay? So most of the time, when a badge is printed, the biggest space is used by the sponsors because they want their, their branding on the badges. So sure, yeah, yeah. in the lanyard, in the, in the top of the badge, it is the, it is the branding of the sponsor. And then they, they leave a little space for the name and the company name. So most of the time, the badge really defeats the, the, this defeats the purpose of using a badge. So... Glancing is it's not that common, even even though we feel secure that there's a badge here and they're like, hey, if I forget the person's name, I look at that. But we also tell our at, at, um, event organizers that since with the technology, the people are getting more and more distant every day, like remember the days that you didn't have a cell phone, you were have, getting into more conversations. Now there's Absolutely, this yeah, yeah. thing in your hand that you spend most of your time with. We actually tell our event organizers that it's also an, another great way to engage back the attendees oh, yeah, yeah. instead of glancing the names. But for the people who are not ready to do the complete transaction um, transformation, we still offer the batch printing and then um, activating this NFC, um, NFC compatible badge with the system. Yeah, I suppose now that you explain that, it will inevitably prompt people to be more proactive in seeking out people's um, job roles or the company that they work for or the, the name of the person. So they'll actually have to ask for that information, which in itself is then engaging the person and, and opening up a conversation. And I guess as well that a lot of the attendees perhaps like the idea of not having a name badge on it. It almost allows them to be slightly more you know, anonymous and incognito as they're walking around an event. Um, you know, I've spoken to people from, you know, senior senior figures from, from big companies who don't like wearing their name and their company and their job title on a badge because they know that they're going to get stopped all the time from people trying to sell them something. Mm -hmm. And also this NFC technology is giving us the control 
to be able to discover who's wearing the badge. You're the event organizer, so we have paired the NFC wristband. But what is the use for the NFC wristband? Hmm. So there are a couple different uses. First of all, now you can go place some NFC readers in your event, and then you can ask the people to tap them. For example, imagine you're an auto shop. Yeah. And then you're showcasing five different cars today. So you can put five different NFC readers and you can program them with the cars. The attendee just approaches the cars and they see five of these cars and the ones that the attendee like, they just tap their wristband and then the, the, the NFC reader, reader takes the information and stores it in the database. So the next day, the booth organizer would receive who has tapped into which cars and then the event organizer can send them um, some catalogs for the cars. This is helping us to be able to capture the um, the attendance or the attendees' interests about like which products that they like, and then instead of handing them a brochure or a small catalog for the car, which um, which is really not sustainable because that's printed uh, material, you can automatically send them an online brochure so they, they would automatically receive um, the, the, the brochure and they would get more information about the car. So in another um, way that we do this, we also place these NFC readers in exhibitor booths. So, for example, you go to you go to an exhibitor's booth and you have a great conversation with them. And instead of exchanging business cards, you can just tap your wristband to the exhibitor's booth, and then the exhibitor gets your information automatically. And of course, it means that nobody's carrying around lots of business cards that get lost in the bottom of bags or brochures or, or flyers and, and, and information that can sometimes get lost or, if we're being honest, can sometimes just be a hassle to carry around all day. Exactly. Because there's, there's also the problem of, for example, again, you're in an auto show, the event organizer needs to ask you, like, what's your budget? What type of car do you like? Would you like a minivan? Would you like a convertible car? So instead of getting to these questions and maybe filling out a form which you will potentially lose after the event. You just tap your wristband and if the event organizer has revealed the questions that were asked to you during the registration, the boot organizer can see the answers of these questions immediately. So you go and tap your wristband to the exhibitor's booth and the exhibitor sees that, oh, hi, Karam, and I see that you would like, you like convertible cars. May I take you to the convertible car area and then this, this brings even more performance instead of asking them the repeated questions all, all day, you get their interest automatically and you take them to the designated area. Using that example then, if we fast forward 12 months to the next event, is that information retained on file or within the system so that if that visitor returns to the following year's event, the organizer can direct them to things or send them information that's relevant based on what they scanned and what they touched and what their interests were the previous year. Yeah, absolutely. This, this information is uh, retained in a secure database and this is sent to the event organizer. So the event organizer can use this data to be able to either send um, specific uh, different registration types or specific different experiences for uh, different attendees. So yes, that's, that's um, 
that's retained in the database. And that will allow them then to tailor campaigns, presumably, so that they can target, you know, specific advertising campaigns or marketing information towards certain customers, knowing that they actually express an interest in those particular zones or areas or exhibitors or booths the, the previous year. Um, was the RFID element of Boomset something that was designed to be part of the system from day one, or is this something that you've integrated as the, the Boomset system has developed? We integrated with the, with the system. So um, Boomset has started as a guest list application uh, by two business partners who were really bored in an event door which was taking a long time to get in. Mm -hmm. So we literally wake up the next day and we were talking about that was a great night, but what was that door? And so it, it literally started with the guest list application, but we keep adding new features or we keep adding new technologies to, to our belt because um, we, we love new technologies and we would love to we would love to integrate with new uh, technologies and new um, new platforms and um, even uh, even competitors you mentioned uh, at the top of the episode that um, you used eventbrite as a as an example um, it, it, should we point out that it doesn't just have to be eventbrite does this is this compatible with other systems as well yeah Definitely. We are compatible with very well-known market leaders such as Visible, Reg Online, um, E-Touches, um, Event Rebels, and, and many more. So if you buy, if, you, if you're an event organizer and if you're selling your tickets through one of these um, platforms, mm -hmm. you can automatically integrate with our system so you don't need to do export and import lists and we're looking into start working with marketing platforms like Eloqua and Marketo and Salesforce so you will be able to transmit all the data that you collected to your marketing platform right after the event. And does Boomset have to be used alongside another platform or can it work as a standalone service as well? It, it can be used as a standalone service but as I was mentioning before, we don't have registration, so you you would need to have a registration system in place. Um, it can be an online ticketing system, or it can be as easy as just an RSVP system, or maybe even an Excel spreadsheet. So as long as you have your guest list, you import it to us either from one of your partners or from an Excel sheet, and then it can start working in an event to check people in, print badges, or activate, do start doing activating with NFC response. And after the event, we give you a report with an Excel uh, file as well. And in the, in the report, if you have all your attendees and you see all the attendee behaviors about what the attendee did, how much they spend, which exhibitors they did they stop by, and um, which uh, which workshops did they attend? And uh, what's your experience of of actually seeing how well people interact with this technology and with the RFID system that you guys are, 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 are providing? Um, have you seen a difficulty in getting attendees to actually use it, um, or, or has it been quite uh, an open uh, adoption of this technology when you've deployed it definitely definitely for example there's always there's always room to imp for improvement for when when we had the first first version it it said it it clearly said please tap your wristband 
to the device because most of the times um, you get your wristband automatically so you don't need to do an extra work at the door and in the events that we did for example it says tap your now tap your wristband to the NFC device and even though there's that big NFC device on, on the top of the iPad people just tap their wrists to the screens of the iPad so yeah. and <laughs> so we and we have immediately see saw that small issue and then we have created a nice animation for the screen so instead of just saying tap your wristband it it shows a, a nice quick animation which takes 2 seconds and it's on a loop so it's it, it shows that your wrist is going on the top of the iPad and going to the um going to the device so people immediately understand that they shouldn't tap to the screen and they should just use the device on the top so things like that because this is a new technology there are definitely definitely some ways to improve so how we solve this problem we we love to go to the events that we um, that we work with even though we are an online platform and we're not always obligated to go to the events we actually love to go and join these events mm -hmm. meet with meet with our event organizers and do some quick surveys with the, with the attendees and then get, get some feedback and then we go back to our office and we get together with our product and um, user experience team and then we come up with improved processes to help people check in and um, do their activations. And you mentioned that uh, RFID was something that you incorporated further down the line after Boomset had originally been created as a, as a guest list application and, and, and a way of checking people in. Um, are there any other technologies and things that you can see further down the line you would like to incorporate within the Boomset family? Definitely. So we would like to add more integrations um, to our platform and we honestly don't see any other event technology company as a competitor. So we approach almost all of the players in the market and we try to connect and integrate with them. <laughs> so that's that's number one for us. As, as a technology, we are currently um, looking into the usage of beacons. So right now, and it, again, it, it, it has the same kind of mindset. Instead of, um, instead of looking up with, a, with the RFID, we can actually use the beacon which is in your phone. Yeah. So then you don't even need to use uh, this third party wristband or um, uh, like a bracelet that, um, that's going to go to waste again. So uh, even though our NFC technology is reusable and we um, we tell our event organizers to reuse them, there is of course sometimes they cannot collect all the NFC badges or bands, so um, they might not be able to do that. So what what we want to do in the future, we would like to use the signal. It, it can be a beacon or the Wi-Fi signal on your phone. Anything that we can get and pair from any device that you're wearing. It can be a watch. It can be a phone. It can be anything and we would like to pair your um, registration with that so we don't even need to hand you any anything to you. you you've actually preempted now and answered my next question which was going to be <laughs> the fact that people wear now smart watches that, that have yeah. NFC chips and, and, and wireless technology built into them smartphones where we can pay by tapping our phone to a a, a cashless payment terminal now and a PDQ terminal, you know, why are we still giving out 
wristbands that are going to be disposed of afterwards when we could actually just use the technology and the hardware that people are carrying around anyway? Yeah, so there are some security concerns from mostly Apple. Um, so that's why even though my Apple iPhone has an NFC encoder and reader, Apple is not giving me permission to read that tag or put sure. anything in it. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's it, it can be because maybe the technology is not ready or it might be because it's um, it's a matter of security. Yeah. It is not there yet. And we also we can use the Bluetooth the, the Bluetooth technology or the beacon technology, but most of the time the attendees come to the event and because of because their batteries are going so low so quickly, mm -hmm. yeah. they shut down their Bluetooth or Wi Fi. So yeah. in the second that they do that, we we can't read anything from the device anymore. So that's why currently, till um, the the battery technology gets better, or till the Apple or Android gives us more um, abilities to read this information from the phones, and when they make it more secure, then we would we would not need any wristbands or um, any badges. Then we can just use your phone. And it'd be interesting to pick up that conversation because I'm sure that that's going to develop and things will move that way. And um, it would be interesting um, to get you back on at a later date and, and to actually look at, at how progress is, is being made in terms of being able to utilize, as I said, the devices and the wearables that, that we're, we're, we've got on us day to day anyway. And I'm sure that the day is coming when we can actually abandon and move away from the, the temporary and the disposable NFC and, and RFID um, chips and devices, whether that's in a wristband or in a card, and actually just use what we've got anyway. Exactly. There are already some companies who are experimenting with that, and there are also some companies who are already using the beacon technology on your phone. Um, but uh, as much as I, I speak with them, they, they also tell me that the technology is developing, so it's not it's not perfect yet. It's not there yet. So, as um, as when we go back to our process, we would like to we would love to capture all of the data. So we don't want to leave it to any chance. We don't want to lose the data if the guests or if the attendees' phone is off. Um, so that's why we wanted to go with the guaranteed method, and that's why we're handing out um, our own um, NFC tags to them. Fantastic. It's been a bit of uh, an interesting conversation um, today, Kerem. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, let's just thank uh, officially CEO and co-founder of Boomset, Kerem Baran, for joining us uh, on the Event Industry News podcast today. Kerem, many thanks. Uh, many thanks for your time and for your insight into what you guys are doing over at Boomset at the moment. And I'm sure we'll hear more from you in the future about what you're doing. Thank you for having me. Have a nice day. Anybody that's watching this podcast via eventindustrynews.com, don't forget that if you want the audio version of the podcast, you can head over to iTunes and subscribe to the audio-only version of the podcast to listen whilst you're out and about and on your commute to and from work. Um, and uh, loads more information on everything event tech related via eventindustrynews.com and also on the Event Tech Live uh, website. Loads happening there. And we should also give a shout out um, to the monthly Event Tech Talks sessions that are happening down in London once a month. Head over to the Event Tech Talks website and find out how you can sign up and register 
for the live audience sessions that are happening um, every month that are hosted by uh, co-founder of Event Tech Live and event director Adam Parry. Um, so keep your eyes out for that. Once again, thanks to Karem. Thanks for joining me, James Dixon, on the Event Industry News podcast. And we'll see you again next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.